Welcome back to a brand new episode of Views of an X Podcast, and I'm your host, Lama. I'd like to thank y'all all for tuning in, where I have various guests come on this podcast to talk about an X. We are back. I've been going for a while, I know. This is episode 79 featuring Fee. But before we get into that, let's talk about 78 with the hippie mom. A lot of you reached out and said, yo, this is a very calm episode. A lot of what she said was healing to me and they loved her, her energy, everything. And, and it was very positive. The hippie mom was kind of scared to put the episode out. She just didn't know the reaction. She was just looking at previous um, episodes, comments and everything like that. She was like, oh, I'm so scared. I don't know what people are going to think. I don't know what people are going to say, but she got a lot of positive feedback. And I was glad that she came on to tell her story. Um, the only backlash she received was about the autism thing and her like medicine and, and that the therapy part. Like I did a Patreon with her to speak about some of these things. So if you can sign on to patreon.com slash views of an ex, I speak to the hippie mom about her episode and some of the questions that people said um, that they didn't like and what they liked and everything. We, we speak about it. But overall, it was a great episode. Now we're here, episode 79 featuring Fee. Now Fee is from Kansas City, and she found my podcast through the Poor Minds Podcast. Remember, I had Drea and Lex P. Telly stories on here, and ever since then, they've been showing love and just putting people on, and they've just been coming over and like, yo, I love your podcast. I found it from the Poor Minds. So Fee was one of those people, and she was like, I like your podcast. I would love to tell my story on you. And you know, I never turn people down. I, I, like I said, I gotta do a better job vetting people, but normally, if you want to tell your story, I'll let you come on. I'll try to find some time to, to, to interview you. So with Fee, we did it over Zoom, and this relationship was kind of short, and usually when I see that, I'm like, damn, how much can happen in a short amount of time? But in this case, the dude was wild. Like, he started off charming. You know, people don't show their they, they true side until after the honeymoon stage, and once they get a little comfortable, that's when you see the true them and in this case I'm glad Fee got out of there as soon as she did because who was wildin you're hearing the story um, I'm proud that she's able to talk about it and, and very open and I'm happy that she came on the podcast to share her story because you hear these things but looking at a person you never know what they may go through and looking at Fee she just always looked vibrant and bright like she could have let this whole thing tear her apart and she didn't She's very positive today, and I'm glad she moved past it. So check out episode 79 featuring Fee. Make sure you leave feedback and comments, and also rate and subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Spotify does have a rating system, so please rate it on Spotify. And also, check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash views of the I will have the two videos that I recorded with um, Sean and the hippie mom. I'm trying to figure out how to post it. So just be patient with me. I'm going to post it soon. And also, merch is still available. It's limited. I think I still have more Still Healing Please Wait hoodies. My Peace Matter crew necks and t-shirts are still available. And it's like a small amount of the X-Celebrity Couples t-shirt. So please check that out. And I'll catch you next time. Bye. I'm ready. I'm nervous. Why why are you nervous? (laughs) (laughs) It's my first time doing a podcast.
So I don't know. First time, but you listen yeah. to podcasts. That's how you found me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Through Poor Minds podcast. Right. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. So we've been following each other for about what a few months now. Yeah, a few months. And then from you finding me on that podcast, you suggested like you was like, I want to, I want to do an episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like, have right, a. Yo. A nutty story, so I'm like, you know what? <laughs> nutty story. Well, the questionnaire that you filled out, I'm like, yeah, this looks crazy. I have yeah. questions already. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so, pretty crazy. Now, where are you from? I'm from Kansas City, Kansas Born City, Missouri. Raised. Yeah, and I kind of moved around a lot, but majority of my life I was like around the KC metro area. But yeah, I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, all right, all right. That sounds good. Um, because I'm like, you had an accent. Are you from there? Or you is that that's the Kansas City accent that you have? Probably, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> right. It's so funny because I moved to Atlanta for a year. And at the time, my brother was dating a girl from New York and we lived with mm-hmm. them. <laughs> and I think they were from Harlem. Um, so yeah. her and her daughter, they were from New York and they thought we sounded different. And I'm like, no, you sound different. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> like, I, like if I you're think from New it's York, like everyone else sounds Southern to us. Yeah. So it's like we have like a, a twang, I guess, is what they used to call it from the Midwest. Right, right, but right. yeah. <laughs> Tell the people who you are. Who is Big P? Who is, Felix, who is Felicia? <laughs> how, how many names you have? I have a lot of nicknames. <laughs> um, well, my name is Felicia, but I go by Fee. My nickname has been Fee for like ever since like middle school, I want to say. And as I got older, people just kind of took my name and my nickname and made their own nicknames out of it. So I have a lot of different names, but you know, I'm just Fee and <laughs> I'm a makeup artist. I'm 26 years old. Um, I'm not sure what else to say. I work at the IRS too, but you know. That's not really. Oh, all right. That's just what pays the bills, you know. <laughs> all right. So the makeup thing is your your hustle, your your grind. I mean, your mm-hmm. side hustle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you was. I thought that was your main thing because when you look at your page, right? You it's a lot of makeup been the here. main thing, kind of on and off for a few years. But you know, where I live, it can it can get really really pick up. It can really get busy and make you a lot of money, but it can also slow down and then you got to worry about, you know, not being able to pay your bills. So I've kind of went back and forth with being full-time makeup artist and then getting a job and then being back to full-time. So I've kind of went back and forth with it a couple of few times. But right right right. now, the, you know, doing the job and doing the makeup is working for me. So I've been at my job for a year. All right. Now let's start this episode, right? So I looked at your questionnaire and this already jumps at me. (laughs) Um, How old were you? When you met this guy? I was 23. I was 23 going okay, on 24. Okay, okay. okay. Not yeah, that yeah. long ago. Not very long Not ago. Not long ago. All right. Now, before we start, we got to give this man a fake name. Either I could give it to him or you could give it to him. Now, when right. you give it to him, now, when we're doing this name, you got to describe how he looked. <laughs> okay. So, the name I picked for him is Norman because of Bates Motel. I don't know if you're familiar with Bates Motel, but basically Norman Bates was the movie. The original movies were psycho. It was like a, Mm. he was a crazy person and he ran this motel and he would like kill people that stayed at the motel. And 
um, the original movies I think were called Psycho, but Netflix did a series I think called Bates Motel where they, you know, yeah. And the guy's name is Norman Bates. So basically I named my ex after Norman because he was a psycho. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Um, You got to describe how he looked. He was, uh, I want to say maybe like five, nine, five, ten ish. He was, I think his mom was half white, so he wasn't quite half white, but he was really, really light. Like he was lighter than me in complexion. Mm. Um, now she's light. <laughs> He's lighter than you. That's yeah. He was lighter yeah. than me. Yeah, he was like a he was pale, but like he opened up his mouth to start talking, and he was like, "Oh yeah, this is a nigga." Like it's <laughs> not a white. <laughs> like he had tattoos like all over his neck and his arm, and I think it's. You'll have to forgive me if it's some stuff that I have to really sit and think about because I kind of try to forget that this ever happened. <laughs> so right, right. I might have well, to you, pull some stuff from my memory, but. Yeah. Was he a type, though? Um, not Initially? really. Not really. I mean, I guess you could say yes and no, because the only thing that I could really say everybody I've dealt with may have had in common was a height. I don't really go for tall people. Wow. They're usually like six feet and under. Yeah. How, how, t- <laughs> um, wait, how tall are you? I'm five four. I'm not like all right. Super super short. I'm like average, but yeah. Majority of the time, I don't really date people that are like over six feet. So I why, feel like that's about the that? only common denominator. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's I think different. I tried no. to. I think usually you hit a, the opposite. Yeah, it's very weird. Well, short man need love too, but. <laughs> I've tried to date taller people and it just, I don't know. It just feels off. It just never, <laughs> never really feels That's like different. It's just weird for me. Like, I think I went on a date with somebody who was like six, four and I was like, yeah, this ain't it. <laughs> I don't know why I just was not feeling it. Your neck was hurting. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I can't explain it. I have just always been more inclined to talk to shorter people. And at least at least gotcha. be taller than me, you know, like yeah. I don't really like nobody to be shorter than me, but <laughs> you don't have to be super tall. That's not like a requirement for me. Gotcha. But, All right. So he was half black, half white, more on the white side, short with five nine, five ten. Um, how did he dress? Um, he kinda just wore whatever, honestly, you know. He was, jogger suit type of dude you know joggers hoodies that type okay. of thing you know every once in a while he might put some jeans on but it was rare <laughs> yeah. so yeah he, right. was just, he was just pretty chill as far as dressing um what about personality wise was he a funny dude was he serious was he a thug he was definitely a thug definitely a thug <laughs> like i could sense that on him right away and <laughs> um he was he was definitely like goofy but yeah. I could tell right away that he was a thug. I didn't know quite, you know, what it was that he was into. But when I saw him, you know, I instantly saw he had tattoos on his neck. And a lot of the time, you know, you see that and you work at McDonald's. It's like, uh, you probably been to jail before. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you did at McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, I was a McDonald's manager. Yeah, for like a year and a half. What? So you hired <laughs> no, no, no. He worked there before I did. And it's actually crazy because when I got hired there, 
the general manager that hired me warned me about him. <laughs> and what was but I didn't really pay attention to it. I don't know why I didn't pay attention to it, but but what were they yeah. warning, warning you about? I guess he had had a situation where he had talked to somebody at the job prior to me working mm-hmm. there. And I don't really know exactly what happened, but I think ultimately she stopped working there because of it. And I didn't really, I don't know why, I don't know what, what my 23 year old brain was on. I don't know why I didn't really like take that, you know, more into consideration, but um, my manager didn't really tell me the whole story. He just told me that, you know, like, oh, the guys are probably going to be trying to talk to you. You know, you're a pretty girl, you know, da 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 da. And they were like, there was a lot of them there. And mm. they were like on my neck as soon as I started working there. It was like, we got but, new fresh meat. Uh-oh. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I really, I didn't, like, I knew better. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to anybody that I worked with. It just ended up happening. Like, I don't know what I, what I was on. It was just a crazy time. And I was not using the best parts of my brain, I guess. because. <laughs> Yeah, I would never again. I, I've actually done that before. Mess with somebody yeah. I worked with. And it's never went well. It's never went well. So it's uh, like, like you never don't do it. Shit <laughs> Just where you don't eat. do it. You never shit where you eat. You yeah. You person all the time. Yeah. mad at each other. You still got to see them. Yeah. Don't do it. Never but again. Like, right. <laughs> Getting back to the story. Um, y'all, y'all worked together. Mm-hmm. What was that chemistry like? Like you, he, he, the, your, the, your manager told you about him. So right. going in, you looking at him, you, you seeing him, what's your attitude towards him? Well, when I first met him, I didn't know that he was the person that my manager was telling me about. Oh, so, he didn't say the name? No, no, he did not. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so I was working like an evening, like two to 10 type of shift. And he was like an overnight manager. So he would come in and basically relieve me so I could go home. So we didn't spend a whole lot of time at work together, you know, at least not when I first met him. Um, so I want to say it was like maybe like third day working. <laughs> and I was getting ready to get off and he came in and um, he basically just like, you know, came towards. I don't know if you're, you know, like familiar with how everything is laid out. But basically, if you're a manager at McDonald's nine times out of 10, you're basically bagging up people's orders for the drive through or the, you know, the front counter. So like there's an area where everybody can see you, you know, basically in the front window or in the lobby. So like, I think he saw me when he came in. (laughs) So then he came and like stood next to me and was like introducing himself, you know, and asking me my name and everything. And it was definitely giving me a flirty vibe, but I didn't really, you know, think too much about it, you know, off the first first interaction it was just you know oh hey how you doing whatever i'm felicia yada 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 and i went home and it was just you know it was just like somebody i work with honestly i wasn't really like thinking too much into it i noticed that he was you know you know kind of attractive i'm like oh he's kind of cute but <laughs> that was it it wasn't yeah i yeah, wasn't really thinking much past it when you was working there mm-hmm. or was you in you was in a relationship i was very much single um I want to say, like, this was beginning of 2018, 2019. So in 2018, I had got my heart broken, like, really bad mm-hmm. <laughs> by somebody. And I think for 
a good while after that, I was just kind of in a space where I was just like bored, where I was like lonely. And I was just kind of like filling the void. And I think that's how this happened <laughs> because I was filling the void. So yeah, I was single when I met him. Okay. So y'all working together. How did it kick off to y'all like becoming like one or, or, or um, not even, not even going that far, just getting him, getting your number. How did that happen? How did he get my number? <laughs> I think, I think he was walking me out to my car one night when I was leaving because it was like 11 PM, you know, when I would leave, I think that was what it was. He was like, Oh, well, let me walk you out to your car or whatever. It's late. <laughs> I think that was how he got my number. And I want to say like the day after he got my number, he asked if we could hang out. And I was like, I'm going to go to Target if you want to come. So he came to Target with me. <laughs> he came to Target. And like paid for my stuff. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he had a little game, you would say. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> so starting off, was he, are you used to guys being that nice to you? In no. Or? No, I'm not. Really? So I think that was kind of how he got me. He was doing a lot for me that I wasn't used to. He was kind of love bombing me, actually. I didn't know what love bombing was until recently, mm-hmm. but he was definitely like love bombing me, doing all kind of nice gestures, saying, oh, stay home. I'll, you know, I'll pay you for the whole day and all kind of stuff really? in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. What are you used to? So what was you used to in the past? Um, it's not like I was necessarily used to guys being mean, but I guess I was more used to them giving me like just enough to keep me interested, you know, but not going above and beyond and, you know, buying flowers for me and, you know, wanting to take me on dates and stuff like that. I wasn't really used to that. So Mm -hmm. I had a lot of bare minimum (laughs) interactions with people. Yeah. So sometimes you accept that because yeah, I was attractive. Maybe he yeah, had some status, like stuff like that. Yeah. And I think for me personally, I just, I was probably just looking for, you know, love or wanting to feel something from somebody. So I think I would just accept whatever because I didn't know that I could get much better than that from people, I guess. Mm. So, yeah, when he came along, he was showing me all these things that I thought were really good qualities to have in a partner or something like that, you know. So I was with it. I'm like, you know, you want to pay bills and you pay them, you know, like, I'm not asking you to do this and you just want to do this. Like, sure. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So a way that you couldn't couldn't find better. I don't know. I, I know, like you asked, like your guests on your show, you know, like where they learned love, I guess that for me yeah. was one of those things I had to figure out on my own. Mm. Cause like both of my, pre- my, both of my parents were present in my life, but I didn't feel the type of love I feel like I needed. Mm-hmm. So, and then like with my mom, I, you know, I lived with my mom. So she had a boyfriend majority of my life that me and my brother, we like hated, we despised. So that kind of put a barrier between me and her. So mm-hmm. when I was kind of going through like adolescence and getting interested in boys, I didn't really have like much guidance 
I guess, when it came to like dating or, you know, what you should look for or, you know, when it comes to sex, anything, I just kind of figured everything out by going through life and bumping my head and making mistakes and learning from them. And yeah, just learning everything the hard way. And I didn't really, you know, have much self-worth, I guess. So Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I would just take what I could get. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. On on, on 10. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think the, the image, everybody thinks that like, you know, oh, she just, you know, she's so gorgeous and she's just so confident and this, this and that. And it's like, yeah, I guess I could say that I am now. But it took a lot, it took a lot of going through, you know, a lot of pain and a lot of heartbreak and stuff to really figure out, you know, who I was and what I deserved and all that good stuff, because I didn't really know that necessarily growing up. So I kind of had to let a lot of people hurt me to figure it out. Hmm. Hey, that's, that sucks. Yeah. This is wonderful. So we getting back to Norman, right? Um, yeah. Norman was Norman, Norman and. <laughs> so he came into your life, um, and he showed this sweet, uh, uh sweet side of himself, mm-hmm. and you got stuck to it. And he yeah. said he was buying you flowers and taking you on dates. What did these dates look like? Um, they weren't like super expensive, you know. Like I said, he was a McDonald's mm-hmm. manager, <laughs> but um, wait, you a McDonald's manager or he was? We both were. All oh, right, all right, all right. Yeah, at the time we both were. So. Mm-hmm. No, neither one of us had a lot of money. I had my own apartment. He was actually staying with his mom, which I was like, <laughs> looking back, red flag, because he was older than I was. Um, I think he was like 27 when I met him. I believe he was did 27 he, and would have turned 28 that year. Because he could be staying at his mom to save money to do something bigger. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I ever really got that deep, but... You know, I later went on to find out that he was a felon. So mm. that would have explained the, you know, having that job, you know, and not really being at a better place at that age, I guess. But I don't I don't really know what he was planning to do with his life. I'm not sure. <laughs> I yeah. really don't know. I didn't I didn't know what I was doing with my life at that time. So hell, I felt like, you know, I can't I can't really look down on you because Look, we work together, you know? Right, right, right. Um, but, like, as far as, like, dates and stuff, we would just, you know, we would go to movies, we would go out to eat, and, you know, he would be, you know, be really nice and try to be a gentleman and, you know, try to hold doors for me and everything. And, you know, it was just all these all these things that, you know, would maybe happen to me, like, once or twice before, but wasn't, like, a, a normalcy, you know? It was, like, very normal mm-hmm. for him to try to be, a man and be a provider and you know all that good stuff. So okay, so he was he was getting you, right? Getting you with the good stuff. So what was it like after y'all going on these dates and he's doing the sweet stuff to you, uh, working with him? How was that? Um, after all of this is shown, working with him, it was it was pretty normal. The only thing was I didn't want everybody that we worked with to know. <laughs> Mm. what was going on. So, you know, I feel like he would kind of want a little more interaction out of me when he would come to work. And I'm like, be cool. <laughs> Cause these people right. we work with are nosy. So I didn't really want everybody to know what I had going on with him. You know, at least, at least if they were going to find out, I wanted it to be like further down the line where it's like, okay, this has been going on for a while, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
when it first kind of kicked off, I was kind of like, hey, no, I don't want to really have all, you know, everything that we're doing on Front Street because, you know, this could be very short lived <laughs> and I don't want everybody in here in my business. So gotcha. um, working with him was pretty normal. The thing was. <laughs> he moved into my apartment without my permission. What? <laughs> how, wait, how, how does this happen? I swear to you, I just looked up one day and I had a man living with me. It was like no conversation, no, you know, do you want this? Are you ready for this? And it happened very quickly. And it was also, like I said, looking back, something that should have been more alarming to me. Um, but Wait, how he was paying my rent. So <laughs> I was like, all right, fuck it. You all right, I guess you live here now. <laughs> like, fuck it. So, but how yeah. quick are we talking? Weeks and weeks. I want to say it like a month, like a month. He just yeah, because if you you know if you look on on the questionnaire, this whole thing only lasted from I want to say it was around January of 2019 until around my birthday, which was April 15th. So it was like right after my so birthday, three or four months. Yeah. yeah. So after a month, he's living with you. Yeah. And what was that like? Um, chaotic. <laughs> it was very chaotic. Um, I think if I ever live with another person, it has to be a situation where we like move in somewhere together. It can't be me moving into his space or him moving into mine right, because right, right. it's chaos. I think that way. Um, when you say chaotic, what, what was happening? He would get under my skin by doing the most like little stuff. <laughs> like he would move something around in my bathroom and I would be like, yo, why are you touching shit? Like, don't do that. <laughs> like it was now, just are you the, all, now are you used to living alone and being in your own space? Um that was Majority actually my of, first like, apartment. I right. I stayed with my mom up until I was 22, about to turn 23. And then that's when I moved. Um Oh, so you have a sense of independence so, now and you like this. Right. This, this is my yeah. space, you know, and this is my first time even having my own space. And this space wasn't created for me and you, you know, it was only created for me. You know, you live here and we got pink sheets on the bed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is my space. And I feel like my space was just kind of invaded and, yeah. and I never got an opportunity to say, you know, yes, I want this or I'm okay with this. It just, I just looked up and it just happened. And I didn't really get to process it because it was like happening in real time. And I'm like, okay, I guess we live together. And mm. I even remember telling my friends about it. And I'm like, I know this sounds crazy. <laughs> like this probably sounds insane because we haven't even known each other very long. But yeah, it was like, it was like having my space invaded for a few months. <laughs> like I was just, I was just like accepting it because that paying that rent by myself was hard. I wasn't making a lot of money and <laughs> I wasn't used he to was that. Doing that. So, so yeah, it was like a give and take. It was like, mm -hmm. all right, you doing this. So was he expecting stuff out of you? Like he's living there. Like he's expecting you to cook. He's expecting. Kind of, but all this stuff. He was more of the giver, I think, in that relationship than I was. Normally, I'm the, the person that's more giving and receiving very little in return. That's normally me. Mm -hmm. So 
I think in that situation, somebody wanting to do X, Y, and Z for me without really asking for, you know, much in return, I was just kind of like, okay. So yeah. it was like, I would come home and go to bed and he would come in the middle of the night because he worked overnight. And the next morning, he's waking me up, rubbing my feet. You know, like, <laughs> it was like, I didn't really have to, I didn't have to do a whole lot, but he did have, you know, expectations as far as like, you know, of, you know, of like his girlfriend, you know. And I feel like more of it was being submissive to him, which mm-hmm. I wasn't. Um, I'm not, it, I, I don't know. It's, it's not necessarily that I'm not submissive. It's just, it takes the right person and he just wasn't the right person. So, so you felt like this was a, a, like, not that you was forced into a relationship, but you was rushed into something. hmm Yeah. Without getting to know each other. Right. Yeah. And during yeah. that time, him living there, like you said, it says on your questionnaire that he became like abusive. Yeah. So. It didn't get to physical abuse per se, but, you know, it, it starts with them punching things and then they're punching you. So there yeah. was a couple of times where he verbally threatened me. And I think that was kind of like the last straw for me. There was like some emotional abuse going on. And then there was that verbal threatening me. And that emotional abuse, what, what was he doing? Uh, it's hard to really put it in words, but I just remember feeling like very vulnerable and helpless, you know, at that time, like I was, I was scared of him. Um, Mm -hmm. and I remember for a while, everything was, you know, everything was great. Everything was all good. But at a certain point, I just started to feel like, you know, I wasn't in control and that I was starting to fear what was going to happen going forward in that situation. Um, because I think he had, you know, he had some sort of complex about him, you know, it just was like he had to feel dominant. He had to assert dominance over me. And I'm not really good with that type of thing if I'm not, you know, if, if I'm not receptive to it off rip, we're only going to continue to bump heads and it's going to, you know, it's going to get worse. So I think that was what it, what it really was. It was just him trying to make me feel weak or small or, you know, just mm-hmm. he, he had to be a man, you know, like he had yeah. to feel dominant and that kind of, I, I feel like it put me, it kind of crippled me emotionally. So there was Were there that things that you was doing to to trigger him for him to react the way he did or I don't think so I think it was just you know if if it was something that he felt like like I needed to submit to him in in regards to that like if it came to sex if I didn't want to do it he wasn't having that you know what? and those were the type of things that that made me feel like scared of him because it's yeah. like, OK, you're kind of taking away my autonomy at this point. You know, like I, you're making me feel like I can't make decisions for myself because you made the decision to move in here. You didn't ask me if I was OK with it. And now, you know, you're basically saying that we got to do things that, the way that you want to do them. And I can't yeah, yeah. have a say in it. And. 
that was a lot. That was that was pretty rough for me because I feel like it's it's a common misconception that you can't be like sexually assaulted or raped or something like that if you're in a relationship, but you absolutely can. Or if you're married, you know, and it happens to a lot of people. And I think they don't even realize it because of how miseducated on that subject people are. But, you know, consent is a thing in relationships. It's absolutely a thing. And yeah, that was one of those things that just kind of, it kind of broke me for a while. It took me a very long time to, to process that, just the trauma of, of, of him because he did so much in such a short amount of time. And when I, when I say he's crazy, I feel like I'm not really explaining the type of things he would do. He was like a person that couldn't really pick up on social cues. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember I went out to dinner with him and my mom and my brother um, because my mom wanted to meet him. She actually really liked him before I started telling her all the bad things about him. Um, mm -hmm. And we, we all went out to dinner and everything was, you know, pretty, pretty cool at the dinner. Um, but he was one of those people that's like, once he withdrew from a social setting, he just started to, to do insane stuff or he would really? flip out on me or yeah. So like, <laughs> I, he was a Capricorn, which I'm like, uh, never again. <laughs> like, I try not to judge people that, um, had a cap that was with a Capricorn. It's like the abuse thing is like a, 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 uh, Really? Like a thing with Capricorns? I'm starting to notice like this thing like, <laughs> Capricorns being abusive. Yeah. Like, right. I try not to judge people, but I feel like if somebody tells me they're Capricorn, I'm cutting and running the opposite direction. Damn. <laughs> like, uh-uh, I'm cool. But yeah, so at the dinner, this man, we had ordered, uh, what is it, a spinach dip? You know, chip spinach dip? This man... Type of thing? Yeah. This man broke up all the chips with his bare hand. And these types of things would happen and I would just be like, like, are you okay in the head? Like, who does that? He would do a lot and of your stuff. Your mom and brother just, was there? Yes. <laughs> and they seen him do this. Yes. And I'm like, who does that? Like, why would you do that? I just, it would be like, I would start gaslighting myself because it would be so nuts, the stuff that he would do sometimes. And I would be like, nah, there's no way. <laughs> like, I would start to really, like, question my sanity. Like, am I crazy? Why would he do that? <laughs> yeah. So there was another time where I invited my cousin over to eat dinner with us. I cooked. And when she was leaving, he said he was going to walk her out to her car. And I guess when she was in her car getting ready to pull out of the parking lot, he like ran on top of her car. On top? Yeah, like he ran over the top of her car. And she told me about it and I was like, what? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> like there would just be so many instances of things that he would do that would just make me question his sanity. Like, yo, there's no way you're a normal functioning human being like you got something going on up there you got some type of sociopathic something going on like something ain't right I think the craziest thing that I remember him doing was getting into the shower with me fully clothed like we were arguing no. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we were arguing and I don't remember what we were arguing about but I was like trying I'm to just separate myself and it's like a movie 
Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I couldn't believe that that was my life. Like, I had never dealt with a crazy person before. And when people would talk about, like, crazy guys or crazy girls, I was like, you know, like, I'm like, I've never, I've never experienced that. And then, then he came. (laughs) Yeah, that is wild. Fully clothed? Like, with with sneakers on too? Not sneakers. He had on, like, a, like, a long sleeve, like, uh. I don't know what that material is, like the Nike, like dry fit or whatever, like that material is like a long sleeve shirt and some shorts, like some basketball shorts and socks. And it was only like, I was only in the shower for a few minutes, but I was just trying to separate myself because we were arguing and I don't even remember why, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get in the shower. Like, I don't want to keep, you know, keep arguing. So I'm going to just go get in the shower. He came and got in the shower with me. Fully clothed. <laughs> and when I say I'm just standing there, I'm just standing there with suds all over my body. And he's hugging me from behind. Like he has his arms wrapped around me from behind. And I'm just standing here like perplexed. I'm like, yo, is this really happening right now? Like I couldn't even, I couldn't grasp. Like it was like, I was so disconnected from reality because crazy shit would just happen. And he would just continue like nothing happened. So, like, I just couldn't really process the things that would happen with him. So I'm like, no, yeah. like, no way. And what, uh, <laughs> what, would, what would make you continue on with this guy? Like, what, what would make you continue this relationship? Um, honestly, fear. <laughs> I was, I was kind of terrified because it's at this point, it's not just breaking up with you; it's telling you to get the fuck out. <laughs> and I don't know how you're yeah. gonna take that. So. I had never had to put anybody out before. And I think because of the behaviors that I saw from him, it just kind of made me feel like, you know, he might overreact. He might flip out. He might hit me. Like, I don't know what's going to happen when I tell this guy that he needs to leave and not come back, you know? And still you had to work with him. Did you quit or no? I think after I broke up with him, I ended up quitting. Okay. Now let's get to the, the breakup part. What was the final straw you said when he did what? Um, it was kind of a, a series of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it was around my birthday. And I remember, um, I think I was, I was getting sick because winter, spring is like, always kind of rough for me. I get sick a lot, but I think I was like getting sick a little bit. And I remember I had, um, left work, went home, went to bed. He came home. It's like 6am and he knows I'm sick and he's trying to, he's trying to set up my humidifier, I think, Mm -hmm. but because he doesn't know how to do it. Um, he gets on the phone and calls Walgreens at like six in the morning to ask them how to do it. And he's standing right next to the bed. He's very loud. I don't feel good. And it's six o'clock in the morning. Like, I don't want to be awake right now. I just got home at like midnight. <laughs> like I'm like, what, mm-hmm. what are you doing? So I wake up and I just lay there for a minute and I listen to him talking so loud on the phone to this person at Walgreens. And I'm like, this poor person probably don't know what the hell that he's trying to ask them. (laughs) Yeah. And again, the craziness, like just why, 
why if you felt that inclined to turn on my humidifier and you're already gonna wake me up anyway why not just ask me how to do it why are you calling somebody at Walgreens anywho I finally get up and I'm angry at this point like I'm infuriated because I don't feel good and you're waking me up at six o'clock in the morning so I'm like I'm already you know on edge with him because I don't want to be in this situation with him anymore so it's like everything leading up to this day it just kind of piled up and I was kind of just at the point where I just kind of exploded so I got up out of bed and I snapped (laughs) I don't remember what I said I I snapped and I think I grabbed the humidifier from him and I want to say he's like um I think he said, you're not going to be talking to me like that. I'll beat your ass. And that was the, that was it for me because there had already been, like I said, situations where like prior to that, I think I was leaving work one night and he was trying to follow me and I got in my car, I locked my doors and he came out to my car and he's like knocking on my window, telling me to open my door. He's yelling, he's screaming at me. And I'm like, dude, just leave me alone. And he punched my window. He didn't break it, but he punched it. I remember him punching my window. And that just stuck with me because I'm like, who's to say he's not going to punch the wall next to my head tomorrow? You know, like, I I just remember that and it stuck with me. And I remember how scared I was that night because I drove to Quick Trip and I called my, my best friend. And then he called me and asked me, where I was at and why I wasn't at home. And I'm like, why are you there? Like, you're supposed to be at work. Right. So he left work to follow me, thinking he was following me home. And I went to Quick Trip. So, like, it was just crazy. He left the store without a manager that night, too. Like, they had no manager running the store that night because he left and didn't go back. <laughs> so there was all these things that just had happened to lead up to that. So when I heard him say that he'll beat my ass, I took him seriously. And so at that point, I'm like, okay, you need to leave because you've now threatened me multiple times. And I'm not, I'm not sticking around to find out if you're going to stick to your word. You know, I'm not going to let it get to that point because I know it it starts out somewhere. You know, the the guys don't introduce themselves like, hi, I'm abusive. You know, like it starts out somewhere and it builds up. It never just starts out with them punching on you. So I just took that, you know, as a sign to just get out. So I'm like, okay, you need to leave. And it took forever for him to leave. I think we argued for like four hours that morning. Like just back and forth. He was like on his knees crying. I'm like, dude, like (laughs) it was just a lot. It was so much. It took till like 10 o'clock for him to finally leave. He didn't want to take his stuff with him. Talking about he didn't have room in his car, which was bullshit. (laughs) He took all of the birthday gifts back that he bought for me. He took them all back. Um, He begged me to give him some money for gas because he didn't have no gas in his car. It was like a lot. It was just so... Did you give him money for the gas? Debilitating. No. (laughs) That was why he gave... That was why he took all the, the birthday gifts back was because I wouldn't give him money. Wow. He's like, well, I can take him back and get the money back. (laughs) Something I just thought about, like, sexually, right? If Mm -hmm. you have these problems with a person like that, how do you, how are you sexually aroused 
uh, dealing with them on that on that level? I wasn't. Are you doing it um, out of fear? Or yeah, I'm about to ask because yeah, when people say these stories, I never get to that point. Like, how do you? It got yeah, it, it got to a point where I couldn't, I I couldn't even be sexually attracted to him anymore because it felt like it felt like for him sex was a way to make him feel powerful like Mm -hmm. and oh I didn't mention this he actually intentionally tried to get me pregnant too (laughs) and yeah so it just was it it, it was like I couldn't after a while I think at the the point like how you you bring you said something. I'm like, I want to stay there. Like, how did how did you try to? <laughs> he was he was like intentionally. Like, I, I the only reason why I say intentionally is because I remember taking a pregnancy test and it coming back negative and him being upset. Whoa. Um, and this was only you know so far into us knowing each other. You know, like I said, it only lasted a few months. So how it that early in a relationship do you want to have a child with somebody like it just it just doesn't make sense none of it makes sense and Mm -hmm. um as far as like sex goes like with with him there was two there was two times where it was like he had sex with me and I did not want to have sex with him so at that point I just I just withdrew completely. I was like, done. I just couldn't, like, it, it just, it was no longer, it is like, it just wasn't for my pleasure. It was like, it was just to make him feel dominant, you know, it was just to make him feel powerful. It wasn't really for me. So I just withdrew. I was just done. Like, I, I at the point that I broke up with him, I hadn't had sex with him, and I don't know. It was, it was a while, though. To have sex with him. It had it had been some weeks at least since I had had sex with him at the time that I broke up. Oh, with oh, him. oh, oh. Oh, so he came back. Oh, that was the person he was familiar with. So you just stuck stuck it out with him sexually? No, no. So basically, like, I want to say, you know, maybe like three months in, I stopped having sex with him altogether oh, okay, okay. before I actually yeah, yeah. broke up with him. I was mentally out of it, like, way before I actually ended it. But like I said, I was really scared to tell him that he needed to leave. So, um, yeah, I wasn't, I couldn't be turned on by him anymore. Yeah. Because he, it was like he used sex as a weapon against me. Mm. So I I couldn't be turned on by him anymore. And when he left that day, um, asked for gas money, took the gifts back. That was it for like that's the last time you um when he finally left that day, um, I wanna say I wanna say he tried to reach out to me maybe uh maybe a week or so after that and I wasn't home. I had went to go visit my cousin because my cousin had just had a baby. So I went to go visit them and he called my phone like ten times. <laughs> um mm-hmm. I think he was trying to to come pick up his clothes and stuff. So um, I think I didn't answer because I'm like, uh, I'm busy. I'll let you know when I'm home and you can come get your stuff. But 
I didn't end up seeing him again after that. I basically just packed up his shit and dropped it off on his mom's porch. <laughs> wow. In the middle of the night, Fair because enough. I did not want to interact with him. I did not want to have another interaction with him again after that. So, yeah, um, I understand. He tried to reach yeah. out to me one time, I think, and, and said something about him getting into a car accident or something like that. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> like yeah. I think he said something about he needed to be taken to a hospital. I'm like, what? Call an ambulance. Don't call me. I don't want to. <laughs> like, I am you not. Quit after after that, you quit the job? Yeah, like a month or so after that. I think he stopped working there before I did, though. I think he stopped working there before I did. Okay. If I remember correctly. So he just up and quit on them. Hearing it. I'm trying to remember if I saw him after I broke up with him. I don't think I saw him after I broke up with him. I really don't think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think they were asking me to start working later. So that they could make up for his absence. I think, gotcha. yeah, after after that, I think he just stopped going back. Okay, okay. What I was gonna say, um, where where like how did you heal from that? Like that, that was kind of abusive. Like what where, where's your mindset? Are you free? Like after he's gone, like what what's your mind like after that? Um like immediately after I was definitely feeling like free, like I could just breathe, you know? Um, I did not, um, I didn't really do much as far as like processing that trauma at first, because when the things were happening, I was keeping it all to myself, you know? Cause I'm like, I don't want to yeah. go telling everybody everything that's going on and, he's still here, you know? So yeah. I waited to really speak on the stuff that I was going through until after it was over. So it kind of took a while for me to, you know, really like process everything that happened. Um, but I definitely did feel free, but I kind of went through a, you know, a, a really dark, like mental state, just feeling kind of depressed after that because it was like he just kind of came through like a tornado and just stirred up everything and <laughs> like just made everything like super hard. And, you know, once I quit my job, I wasn't making, you know, wasn't making steady income. Then it got hard for me to pay bills. And I was just really depressed. I was really like going through it. And it wasn't necessarily, you know, like because of him, but that was kind of the catalyst for it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. I kind of went through it for a while after that. Um, I always say like, things happen for, for a reason. What do you think is the positive out of that? Of him coming in, wrecking havoc and... <laughs> Literally. Um, I would say I definitely learned, you know, a lot about myself in that relationship. Mm -hmm. um, just a lot of things that that I did that I feel like I could have done differently you know as far as like setting boundaries and and saying you know speaking up on what it is that I want because mm -hmm. I'm not really a person that doesn't know what I want I've always kind of known but 
for some reason, I, I've always struggled with being firm in that and, you know, and moving past people if they're not willing to give me what I want, you know? So yeah. that kind of, you know, made me, made me see that in myself that I don't set firm boundaries for people when they come into my life and kind of just let them just wreak havoc, like you said. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, I definitely could have, you know, paid more attention to those red flags because there was red flags for sure. And, you know, like I said, at the time, I didn't know what love bombing was, but I feel like now I'm I'm more aware of what that is and what that looks like. So I can kind of catch it early on and be like, okay, like, are these genuinely things that you are doing for me because of, you know, you know, you like me for who I am? Or is it just to make yourself seem more appealing to me so you can get me, you know? Um, so at the time I didn't really know anything about that. I was just, it was just nice to have somebody doing nice things for me and I didn't think anything more of it, but people can definitely use that as a tool, you know, to, to get you right where they want you, you know, and that's exactly what he did. So I definitely learned to, you know, watch out for that. Um, and just, you know, kind of keep my head on a swivel (laughs) because I get a, I get approached by a lot of people and it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard to decipher like, you know, who's who and who's genuine and who likes me for me and who's really interested in me. It's, it's really hard to tell because people are always showing you the best parts of themselves first. So you never really know off rip. So you got to kind of, you know, ease up, ease back you know, let people show you who they are before you start giving, giving, giving and have letting them have all this access to you. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go to therapy uh, for the situation or just overall? I wanted to <laughs> like, I've had, I've had a couple of attempts with trying to do like online therapy. And for some reason it just has not worked out. Like, I think when I tried to sign up for online therapy, the first time I, um, I was supposed to do a session and my counselor canceled on me. And then after that, it just kind of got too expensive. So I couldn't really do it anymore. And then I tried to do it through my job because they let you do it for free. And then that counselor canceled on me. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what's, <laughs> what it's going to take, but um, I'm trying to get to that. And I feel like I'm kind of hesitant to do it because I don't it's hard to kind of go through and and uncover all of that trauma and unearth it and relive it but I know it's necessary you know to heal from it so I just have to get to the point where I'm just like okay stop hiding from it just do it so yeah looking forward to it though I'm definitely open to therapy okay so at the time after like after that breakup and just living with yourself after that, you just been hesitant into dating and, and stuff like that. Mm, I want to say I was for a while, um, because what was that uh, around the middle of twenty nineteen? I haven't had much real relationships. I'm kind of a serial situationship person. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So, um, since then I have, I want to say I've taken one person seriously. And even that was like, you know, a situation, (laughs) 
Um, but well, these situationships are happening because of you or the person. I guess you could say both because I allow it, right? But it's it's always mainly like the ball is in the guy's court, you know. So like if I if I'm interested in a person who doesn't want a relationship, it doesn't matter if I want to be with them or how good I treat them, you know, because the ball is in their court. The guy is the one that defines the the relationship, you know. They're the ones that ask you to be their girlfriend or ask you to marry them or whatever. So I'm kind of always stuck in limbo because I'll meet somebody and I'll like them and I want to be with them, but then they won't want to be with me. And now I have to go through the mm. process of detaching myself because I got attachment issues. <laughs> and at, that cycle just kind of repeats for me. And I don't know why, really don't know why, but yeah, I, I somehow always end up liking the people that don't want to be in a relationship for whatever reason. So is it the guys you picking? Like it gotta be something, something. I don't know. I mean, that that's, the common denominator. What what is the common denominator and all that? I don't know. Are you some some? I guess maybe you could say it could partially be age, which I feel like is it's it's it could go either way with age because I've never really you know I've never really let age define what I wanted out of life. But with guys, it's like oh I'm young. I'm you know I'm just trying to do this and do that, and I want to be able to do what I want. You know. But, um, and I attract younger guys all the time for some reason. Younger than you? Yeah. Don't know what that's about, but my mom does too. So I guess she just passed that down to me. (laughs) But, um, yeah, like the most recent person was two years younger than me. So I guess, I guess it's just where he's at in life. He just not, you know, not ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, I am. So two years but I've young, always they, known. They just figuring themselves out. Yeah, I've always known though. Yeah, I was like nineteen and wanted to be in a relationship. I never cared about how old I was. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think with guys, it's just they feel like they are missing out until they're like thirty, and then they want to settle down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That shoot that. <laughs> I don't know, but you, yeah. If you, if you I try not young, to. Still trying to figure themselves out. It's it's hard. Yeah, and I guess I'm I'm the type of person where I feel like I don't have to be, you know, one hundred percent stable and have my life figured out and know where I want to go and what I want to do and everything and have all that figured out before I get into a relationship. And I feel like a lot of guys mm-hmm. they want to have all that figured out beforehand. Yeah, yeah, And they want to have lived and, you know, seen all they need to see and everything beforehand. But, you know, me, I'm like, uh, I would rather have a person to grow with, you know, and to build with. And with guys, it's like they want to build on their own and then find somebody. And yeah. And I think and in the process of them figuring out their life is they want to, you know, deal with a lot of women in the process of that. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what that I did. Caught up in that guys just not really want to, you know, do the life thing <laughs> with me. Yeah. But hey. it's okay. I mean, one. trust you. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know who I am, you know, and I know what I want. So I feel like it'll come when it's when it's meant to come. It just hasn't yeah. been right quite yet. But I haven't lost hope completely. 
the last guy I dealt with actually like thought it was crazy that I could still get out there and give people a chance and give people the benefit of the doubt, given everything I've been through. But, mm-hmm. you know, I try, I try not to carry everything into, you know, a new situation. I try to let people show me who they are for themselves, you know, not hold anything I went through over them. I try. It's hard. It's definitely hard, but I do try. I do let people, you know, show me who they are. I don't really hold on to all of the, you know, all of the pain and stuff that I went through and make new people suffer for it. You know, if you come along yeah, and yeah. show me something You're different, you know, to, yeah. then that's yeah. just what it is. <laughs> so now you, you said your birthday is in April, right? You're a Taurus mm-hmm. or I'm Aries. Taurus? Aries. All right. Yeah. My listeners always want to know, like, oh, yeah, that's why she's like that. <laughs> <laughs> Big fire sign energy. I tracked a lot of Leos. Don't know why. <laughs> don't, <laughs> I don't get that. And at the, at the they, current moment, you're single. Yeah. All right. So her DMs is open, guys. <laughs> don't come ready. do that. Now she's, yeah, she's, um, <laughs> if you on her, her DMs, she don't be responding fast enough. Just Look. know that. But <laughs> <laughs> I have anxiety and when I get a lot of DMs, I kind of just shut down and I don't respond to nothing. <laughs> I'll be like, oh whoa, this is too much. And I just, I check out. So <laughs> now what would you say is the biggest lesson learned from this whole relationship? It was a short one. It was. <laughs> you gave some, you gave some lessons that you learned, but what was the biggest one you would say? Um. I feel like in that situation is just to give myself more time to learn people. Cause I do kind of get attached to people really easily, especially if I'm spending a lot of time with them or if we talk all day, every day. And then, you know, if you add the sexual aspect, then I get attached really fast. So I guess right. just to, you know, give myself some time to kind of spread things out, you know, don't make myself so accessible right away (laughs) um because that probably could have saved me in that situation you know maybe if i hadn't let him come to target with me that day (laughs) you know like (laughs) that might have saved me in that situation if i had just kept it you know kept it friendly a little while longer and you know right let it kind of build up and see you know who he was before i just had this you know this person living in my house, you know, it was, it was no, definitely right. too much, too fast. And I can, I can kind of do that, you know, with people just kind of do too much, too fast. So I guess to just let things flow at a, you know, at a more natural pace and instead of it being so, you know, so much in such a short span of time. Gotcha. That's good. That's good. Now, for a person yeah. going through a heartbreak or a breakup, what's some advice you would give them? Um, honestly, I, I think the biggest thing is just to let yourself feel whatever you need to feel. You know, cry however many times you need to cry. Don't feel bad about it. Um, don't feel bad about, you know, wanting to relive the memories or look at pictures or whatever. You know, just let yourself feel however you need to feel for however long. Um, and just try to stay busy, you know, find you some hobbies, things you like to do, work out, you know, listen to music that makes you feel good. Um, and just kind of let time do its thing. I think the biggest thing for me is just, you know, the more times, the more time passes, you know, the less hurt I feel about it. 
Because like that heartbreak I went through in 2018 doesn't bother me now. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I just needed to let Tom do his thing. So I was going. Now, was you still through posting it. pictures and stuff? You were still posting pictures and stuff um, online while you was going through that. Yeah, my uh, my Instagram doesn't look anything like <laughs> like what I go through on a day to day at all. Really, I think when That's I was going through that, that, I did my first fashion show um, around that time. So like I was posting, you know, pictures from the fashion show. I was walking on the runway and everything was fine, but I was really going through it <laughs> in life, and yeah. not very many people knew that. But I'm. I'm a pretty open book. So like, you know, I, I speak about, you know, mental health and, you know, awareness of like sexual assault and all that stuff on my social media, you know, pretty regularly. So I'm pretty like transparent, you know, as far as like the fact that I go through things, but like, if you just look at my pictures on Instagram, you'll never know. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, I always find that amazing when women could do that. I'm very resilient, unfortunately. Because <laughs> I really do be going through it, but, you know, it's it's just, it's life. I try not to take life too seriously because, you know, I, I can get, people used to call me Eeyore. I can get so down and be so, such a dark cloud sometimes. So, Eeyore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from, um. From Winnie the, the Pooh. Sh- the sh- oh, Winnie the Pooh. Wait, why did yeah. I call you that? I used to be such a dark cloud. I used to be such a Debbie Downer. Oh, man. But I don't know. I think the more I, you know, like the more I grow and I grow up and things kind of get a little more settled out for me in my life, I just, you know, I kind of shed that. I was a dark cloud for a long time, though. But I feel like now where I'm at now, like, I'm I'm in one of the better places that I've been in my 20s, honestly, because my 20s have been hell from from 20. It's not supposed to be. You're supposed to be <laughs> till a- now, like <laughs> they have been hell. I don't know who made up the the thing that your 20s are like the best years of your life because I have went it should be you through should be it. Fun. I have yeah. went through it, but I do have a lot of fun. You know, I travel, I party, I kick it. I'm not one to sit in the house and be depressed you know I, I can do that but I would prefer not to I would much rather you know do something fun so yeah I have fun I, I, I have my fun I can definitely say I've had fun in my 20s but I have also went through a lot of shit <laughs> a lot right, of right. shit okay well last but not least the song like to dedicate to Norman yeah I picked how to hate <laughs> by Lil Wayne and T-Pain and it's not even because of the lyrics or anything, really, because the lyrics don't match what I went through in that just how to hate. Because I had never really dealt with a person that I felt like I hated. That was like different. That was different. Like yeah. it, it was one of those things that just it was like, I can't believe this really happens to people. You know, like when I understood why people cheat sometimes. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I really hated him. <laughs> like, I, just, I was like, oh my God, I just want you out of my life for good. And I meant that. It's very rare that I really like block people and revoke all their access to me. And it's like, I never want to see you again. I never want to speak to you again. But that was how it was with him. Like, I was like, so done. I was like, please don't come back. <laughs> so, yeah. You never seen him after that? Like, 
you know, Mm-mm. popped up at your house. Nothing I was actually kind of worried that he would, but no, he didn't. I was very worried that he would. I would come home at night and be constantly looking over my shoulder because I was worried that he would, but he didn't, which shocked me. I was like, maybe he's not as crazy as I thought, but <laughs> yeah, because I was worried that that was going to happen, but it didn't. I didn't see him again. And he actually reached out to me one time from an, you know, an unknown number in the middle of the night, you know, and I responded the next morning, like, who is this? And he told me it was him. And I'm like, what do you want? And he asked me why I broke up with him or why we broke up. And I told him the truth. You know, I was like, listen, you know, you forced your way into my life. You moved into my apartment without asking me why, you know, you didn't take what I wanted in the relationship really into consideration at all. You know, you use sex as a weapon against me. Like I told him everything and I blocked him and that was it. I never talked to him again after that. Well, at least he got his closure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, I let him know. So maybe he can learn something from it, but who knows? (laughs) I don't even know if that man is still alive. (laughs) <laughs> I have no contact, no social media, no nothing, like nothing. That's good. That's good. Well, thank you, Fee, for doing this episode. It's been a while. We were supposed to do it a long time ago. Yeah. So I know. But we I'm glad I finally got to do it. I can't wait right, to right. hear it. <laughs> yes. Because normal was nuts. Yeah. I, I just seen that it says the relationship was like three to four months. Like, God damn. Yeah, a lot happened <laughs> three to four months, for sure. It was definitely my first experience with a crazy person, hopefully my last, because now I know what to look for. Yeah. But keep yeah. just being positive. Somebody's going to come in and sweep you off your feet. Just know, watch. Yeah, like, I hope so. Lama was right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. But thank you, Fee, and that's been Views of an Up. You had a lot of crooks try to steal your heart. Never really had luck, couldn't ever figure out how to love. Had a lot of had a lot of moments that didn't last forever. Now you're in the corner trying to put it together. Had a lot had a lot For a second you were here, now you over there.